So I pretended to be on my phone, like talking on my phone and just walked past the security person and just walked to what I thought was the middle and went to sit down just in an empty seat and just thought, fuck it, just going to sit as close as I can. And then I kind of looked up to see where I was and I was like next to the throne. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, I can't sit here. So I'm really excited for this chat, this total Ravens royal talk, if you will. Uh, I'm joined by Simon Jackson Turner. You all should know him from the Ravens, uh, him and his partner, Dom. They discuss One Tree Hill, all types of TV shows and movies. Hi, Simon. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. I like the total Ravens. I love it. That was like when we got to meet each other last month when I was on vacation and then we took that picture and you're like, I got a name. I have a title <laughs> in mind for this post. And I was like, oh my God, this is the collaboration that everyone's been waiting for, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so this discussion is really, it's really for me, to be honest, because I'm <laughs> so, so curious I did a little stalking on, <laughs> okay. on May 6th, you posted an Instagram post and you wrote, today has been a surreal day. And it's a picture of you sitting at the coronation of King Charles and Queen Camilla. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? And so I'm, I'm going through the carousel of images and then there's a selfie of you and Lionel Richie. And I'm like, what <laughs> is happening? And then so someone commented and said, what is your connection? And you said I was on the honors list in 2020. 2020, that's how I got invited. And you put an upside down smiley emoji, which like personally is one of my favorites. <laughs> and so <Okay. laughs> when we met up last month and we got to go for a walk and I asked you all like British things, which by the way, at the end of this episode, please stay tuned to hear uh, my questions for Dom and Simon on a couple of uh, all English things, I wanted to ask you how you felt about one, attending the coronation, but also the royal family in general. So I'm just so curious, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. It's very complicated. Um, well, I don't really know where to start. I mean, the yes. So I was, I don't know how familiar you are or how familiar your listeners are with like how it works in the UK with the honors list and all of that stuff. But essentially, and this isn't to try and sound like egotistical or anything, um, and you're here, why? Because I actually declined the award. So it's a whole it's a whole thing. But okay. it's kind of like the most prestigious thing you can that you can get or be awarded in the UK is to be on the honors list. And so before she passed away, it was the Queen's honors list. So now I guess it will be the King's honors list. And at the end of each year on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, I might be getting that wrong. It's either New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. In all of the papers, like it'll literally be in every newspaper in the country, on TV, everywhere, they'll come out with the list. And it's the list of the people that they're honoring in the country, like the British people that have made this list. And people are on it at different levels. 
So the highest level is like if you get a knighthood or a dame hood. Is there a hood? You can made, sure. made a knight made a knight or a dame, you know, like the full on, you know, big stuff. Uh and people get you have addition, it gets added to your name. So people will be like Sir Alex Ferguson, the very famous man man United, you know, football manager, or Sir um, I don't know, David Attenborough or, or, you know, people that are super high up uh, that have done like amazing things for the country. And then it goes down and there's different levels. So there's, and it's all letters that you get behind your name. So it's like OBE, CBE, MBE. And it kind of like makes your career. If you have letters behind your name, it's on your email address, on all the letters, you know, mail that you'd get, it would say your name, MBE, CBE, whatever. So it's like a really big deal. Um, and I uh, got put on the list for the work that I do, um, but it was kind of in connection to the Special Olympics. So I was a basketball coach for the Special Olympics, which is very ironic because it all started from me getting into basketball from watching One Tree Hill. I'd never played basketball until I watched that show, was inspired to start playing, and then kind of went on this parallel journey within basketball while having a teaching career, teaching, I guess you'd call it special ed, but we called it learning disabilities. And so these two sort of things were running parallel. And I ended up being a coach on the Great Britain basketball team. So for the country, um, th- this is a whole story in itself. But I'll just give you the shortened version. Um, so I coached a local basketball team and called it the Ravens. This is like 12 years ago something like uh-huh. that we did really well and we won a national tournament so we got like gold in the country and while at the finals of this event was like the scouting people for the great britain team and so i got a place to be the assistant coach for great britain to go for the uh, world summer games which is the special olympics olympics where all 200 countries come and compete and it's like this massive thing and it was in LA in 2015 in the Coliseum and it was a whole thing and we actually won gold there and we're like world champs it was like a big massive thing oh my god this is I have chills right now (laughs) this is wild well this is the prelude because this was in (laughs) this was in 2015 and so then at that point I'd I'd started my teaching career as well and then as at the special olympics every four years like the traditional olympics and four years later in 2019 i became the head coach for great britain and went out to Abu dhabi for the 2019 special olympics world summer games uh and we actually won gold again so back to back but this time i was like running things and we actually beat usa in the final <laughs> which was like it's a big deal because you know usa america is the home of basketball so to sure. like it was a it was a really close game the the main uh like the point guard for the american team actually scored a it wasn't even a half court buzzer beater he scored from like his own free throw line scored this buzzer beater that went viral online that got like 20 million views or something i'll send a link to you uh to you at some point yeah and that was in like the semi-finals then we played them in the final it was this whole big thing 
And yeah, and we we won. It was on ESPN. It was like this whole massive thing. But at the same time, in like my teaching career, I had left teaching and started my own care service uh, called the Inclusion Project. And that was sort of running parallel while I was doing the, the basketball stuff. It was like a hobby. I was just doing it for fun. It's, you know, it's volunteering. It's not like paid work. It was just like a passion. At the same time, I started this care service and it also kind of like erupted at the same sort of time. Uh, that I started in 2016 and which is you know I'm still working on today it's now something that I I co-manage with my wife and that did really well and, and won like awards and things in its own right and so that's how we got here to the honors list and then to get on the honors list it's like a whole thing in itself so you can't you don't, you don't put yourself on there you have to have like a team of people that like nominate you and that all this evidence has to go together and so my mum is like my biggest supporter Aww. and champion so it started with she wrote a letter to the queen when we had won at the special olympics because it was this whole thing about um the medals and she was saying she was saying the coaches should get medals too to make it happen there's like three thousand volunteers because it's not just taking people and training them because we ended up training the players for like two years like from all around the country to like for this one event but also you're supporting people with a learning disability taking them to the other side of the world and then supporting them 24 7 so you're also you know helping them live you know personal mm -hmm. care shaving all of that sort of stuff sure, and so she yeah. so she was basically writing saying you know look this amazing stuff happened um, and she was also sort of being like, you should give more funding to the Special Olympics. And, you know, it was a really nice thing. And she got a letter back. Again, this was unbeknown to me, um, not from the Queen, but from someone in like the royal offices saying, it sounds like your son's done some really cool stuff. You should nominate him for, you know, to be on the honours list or something like that. And so she did. But then to do it, you also have to have like four or five other people that also want to do it. So there were... There was like a parent of one of the players that I took. There was like a parent from someone that uses the inclusion project and like just other people that are sort of in and around and they put all this evidence together and it went off and then it goes to this person that then has to come out and do all like internet stalking and find you and make sure it's all very, so there's this whole rigorous thing. And then just one day I just got an email. It actually was in my junk mail um, from the Royal office saying, you've been, you've been nominated or shortlisted to be on the honors list. Um, is it something that you would accept if, if we was to offer it to you and I just didn't think about it I was like yeah of course I would um then maybe a month or two later it was New Year's Eve and then there it was I was on the honors list and was getting phone calls from like radio places and my like oh my name was in the paper and like Lewis you know Lewis Hamilton like the Formula One driver it was like the year that he uh -huh. had got it and Craig David and it was this whole thing uh and I kind of just got a bit of like a I definitely got like an ego rush from it. Yeah, right. And then and then kind of took a second to think about it. So the award that I got was called it's called a BEM, uh, okay. which is a which is a British Empire Medal, which is it's like like I said, it's like the lowest on the list. But I mean, you know, it's on the list, and um, yeah. <laughs> it's still good. And the other thing is, is these awards are, are usually given to people at the end of their career. It's usually for like your career's worth of work. Right. We're going to give you this now. And so I was quite, it's quite, I mean, I'm not that young now, I'm 36, but 
I mean, I got it a few years ago, so it was quite like a young thing to get. I then kind of took a bit of time with it, like a few weeks, and uh, sort of done my own research. Um, as you know, I'm in an interracial marriage, uh, which gives us some different perspectives to things. And I just wasn't comfortable with anything that had the word British Empire on it and it being mm. associated to me with the history of colonization and just the pillage and rape of all these, you know, countries around the world and what the British Empire means and so it was a really hard thing not for me but for like all the people that spent this time nominating me like my mum all these other people which these people also don't you know support the ideology of the British Empire but a lot of people are like you know well that's history it's not doesn't represent today etc etc but I took time to think think it through and talk it through with family and you know different people and I just decided it wasn't for me so I wrote this uh email to them uh which I like subjected as uh morals over vanity and basically just said that I think that i I took some vanity in this when I when it was first offered. You know, I really appreciate the recognition and I would accept it if you would change the name of it, if it was like the Queen's Medal or Medal for whatever, I don't know. But I don't want to be associated to anything with that amount of negativity and that kind of history to it because it's not something that I want to represent. Wow. So I declined the medal because uh, what, what came with it is you would go to the palace and they would give you the medal. So like you know the queen or charles or whoever would like actually give it to you and pin it on your chest and all that stuff oh my god that's that's just wild to think about keep going i'm sorry i just had no um, i'm sorry i'm talking too much no this this too much detail no this is amazing detail and i am here (laughs) for it uh just you taking the time to decline this is fascinating to me and really doing your research and so you write this email what do you get back? Do you get anything? Obviously, you get something back. Yeah, yeah. They just, they emailed back. Well, what's funny is when I sent it, I also, I sent a copy of it to the people that had nominated me to say, hey, I'm really sorry. I really appreciate it. But this is how, this is how I feel. And I actually almost got more, um, I don't know, respect, appreciation, yeah. whatever, yeah. from declining it than actually get actually getting it. Um, but it was difficult because there were some people that were like, you're, this is like a, it's also like a career thing. Like this is something that kind of cements some things, but I think everybody got it, um, in the end and yeah, they emailed back and just said, you know, Hey, I'm uh, sorry you feel that way. Yeah, that was it really. So there you go. And, and there's quite a lot of people, um, that have declined it on the same kind of basis uh and there's a lot of differing opinions and it's actually what we can get to when we talk about the royal family is why it's so divisive in this country and well around the world i think but i don't know if in some other countries it's kind of looked at as like the the fantasy of kings and queens and dungeons and dragons which i'm sure it is of course yeah i mean we don't have that here so you know right wrapped up in it but really, if you dig deep into the history, it's like, hmm, do we really want to celebrate this? Does it take mm-hmm. away from what's actually going on? Like, and quote, like real country problems. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But and there's yeah. there's really interesting different sides of it. Um, and I'm not to be, I'm not sitting on the fence. I, I kind of have a not an in the middle opinion, um, yeah. but we can we can talk about that. But so, yeah, so that was it. And I just kind of forgot about it, like. I just moved on and 
then so that was in 2020 that was the end of 2020 and then and then the queen passed away which was like a big a big thing in this country even if you don't if you're not a royalist and not into it it's still a big deal because yeah. it's kind of nostalgic and that sounds strange but we all grew up with sure. we have a we have a queen there she is she's on all our money it's she makes a speech on christmas day there she is <laughs> she's kind of like grandmother of our nation yeah. whether you yeah. like whether you believe in whatever it is or not her mm-hmm. approval rating is very high yes <laughs> in yes and so it was kind of it was it was sad when she i mean sad obviously just because someone's passed away but it was it was sad and i think like i can't remember what the stats were but it was like like two or three billion people watched her funeral something crazy like that i watched it i was in i was away for a family party and that morning like we tuned in because i think we felt it all around like you said if you're a royalist or not you still had much respect for queen elizabeth and we grew up with her she's like when i think of like the royal family i think of her and then it goes to diana and then charles and henry and not Henry, Harry. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, is there one no, I don't no, know? Henry. I don't know that one. <laughs> Who's that one? Is that an How dare uncle? I? How dare I? <laughs> Harry and yeah. But okay, mm-hmm. so in I was just curious before we move on, you got the email that you got the award, and then you started like you said, you got your ego boost and you got calls from radio stations. How much time passed? until you wrote the email of I don't want to accept this oh not long maybe like two weeks oh okay okay gotcha yeah yeah not long and some of it was like some of it was was talking with my wife about it um and me and just being like hypothetical and be like oh what would you know how would you feel what would you do or um and she was really she really didn't want me to decline it. She was like, you know, you've earned it. You deserve it. You deserve to be recognized at this level and, and whatever else. Whether that's true or not, I'd, I'd, it's not for me to judge or for me to say. Um, yeah. I was happy with my Lexi award that I got for podcasting <laughs> from Lex and Matt. There was like a little plastic chili thing. That's good for me. Um, uh. But... Yeah, I, I but it really for me was just that you know like I have, we we have a son he has mixed heritage and you know it's real like his ancestors would have been you know horribly horrifically horrendously treated and you know enslaved and all these other things that was from British Empire so am I going to have something like that in my house um yeah. that I'm going to like show him and be proud of no I'd rather be I'd, I'm proud to be the person that said no I no thank you if you can change all of that sure but if it's about that then no I mean I think it's the same for so many people I mean, so I mean we can talk about that part I mean there's I'm somebody that believes in like, that reparations need to be paid, apologies need to be made, and these are all things that the royal family mm. won't won't do. I mean, they could literally sell sell some paintings and sell some like jewelry and give all of that stuff and give that money back. Does it make it better and okay? Absolutely not. But would it help? Could they literally boost like nations, economies, and and show that hey? We recognize that this history is a tragedy and that's not something we represent. We want to represent positive change. And, you know, they actually do like Charles is really into like environmentalism and all of those things. It's like, that's really cool. You should push that sort of stuff. 
yeah, yeah. So for me, it wouldn't take much for them to do that. Um, right. And then I think everyone could be on board. I mean, the function of the royal family in the UK is pretty much nothing. I mean, they we have, you know, politicians and a prime minister and MPs that do all of the decision making and taxes and laws and all of that stuff. And the royal family is more of like a it's more of a tourist thing. And the right. justifi- the justification that a lot of British people have is that they bring in more money through tourism then they actually cost to have. So it's a benefit to the country. And they all of the work they do is charity work. Like they go and open hospitals and, you know, do charity events for things. So it's, I think that most people kind of sit on the point of it's fine, like kind of a bit of indifferent. And then it's also generational. So like my parents' generation, like the baby boomer generation and above, they all love the royal family. Like, sure. there's obviously there's obviously exceptions, but majority love the royal family. And then, like our generation, millennials are kind of split. Some people are like, I grew up with it. This is what it is, and you know, they bring in more money than they spend. Blah blah blah. And then you've got the other side that are like, fuck the royal family. Why? Why do they get born into this privilege and honor? Why is it that? Why is my family not in a palace and you know that kind of thing and so there's a lot of people you know that will be like not my king not my queen not my that sort of thing and then you've got other people that are like devout and will be there at every kind of ceremony so I think the younger generation then just aren't that into it yeah I was curious on that as time goes on like you know when King Charles passes and do you think as the generations go on, like William and Kate, like, is it going to be the same amount of lore to it? You know, Elizabeth to me, like she was, I get that, you know, but as we go on, you learn more and generations learn more. Are we still going to hold them to this high regard or do you have to keep it as kind of like a symbol of the country? Mm. Yeah. Time time will tell. I think, it's never going to be the same as how it was um, with the Queen. Like, that's just no one... Because she was on the throne for so long and because it was like a pre-internet era. Right. um, You know, pre-satellite TV, cable TV kind of thing. That's like... like, So in the UK, like I said, she would make a speech on Christmas Day and everyone would tune in for that. It's like 10 minutes. She'd recorded it three weeks beforehand but everyone would tune in for it and so there's kind of that tradition aspect to it and in the UK we don't really do street parties and big celebrations and things like that like how we see in America and it's like the 4th of July and, and whatever it's like a big sort of celebration which is great I love that but here we would only do that when it's something to do with the royal family so we have street parties for the there were street parties here for the coronation for the jubilee you know that kind of thing there's people get really patriotic about it but i think the only way that the royal family can really uh, they're always going to continue there's no way that it won't because it's sort of built into everything um but the only way that they'll continue to be popular is if they can make in my opinion if they can make these changes and just have some admittance of yeah what the history was or is and try and put some positive there it's never going to make it okay but at least we can they could take responsibility 
and lead by example of saying never again and what right. can we do to help that's all and they e- have to and do. even just to have the conversation and to show that it's being talked about or things actions let's see the actions of it absolutely then there was a difficult decision with the coronation so i yeah, didn't how'd that come to be how'd that come to be another email that was in my junk folder um <laughs> which was so i didn't see it for like a day or two um it was saying you know you're on the honors list so even though i didn't accept the award i was on the list you know so like that happened you know the list came out but i just didn't i declined the award but that's still there on the list uh which to me was kind of also like i'm happy about that like i'll happily be on the queen's honors list take it but i just yeah. don't want the i don't want the the british empire medal i don't want that part right. so yeah i got this email saying would you like to come and i had said no i didn't tell them no but i i just filed it i didn't even respond i was just, i'm no i'm not gonna go and then I was FaceTiming my parents with my son because they, they'd like to say goodnight to him. And I mentioned it to my dad. I just said, oh, yeah, I got an email today saying about this. And he was like, what? You should go. And I was like, no, I'm not going to go. Like, I didn't take the award. And my mum heard about it. And she was like, you have to go. Like, as in, it's not just... I, she was kind of explaining, I don't think you understand the sort of grandioso ceremony that it is. Like, not only will you be it's like a thing of history but also there's only gonna there's two thousand there's only two thousand people in the world that can go you can't buy a ticket to go like you've been invited to go celebrities world leaders are gonna be there you know this that and the other she was like even if you don't agree with it it's like you should go to be able to say hey i was there like i just to witness a moment in history and i still didn't want to go i still said no like i i don't agree with it this that and the other i kind of just like i had i had kind of disappointed people with take declining the medal um and i just kind of thought i just want to take this moment you know to make my mum proud i know that sounds really cliche but i could it kind of meant it meant something to her and to my dad they also don't agree with the british empire stuff but to I guess to have like their son recognized at at this level and to be at this event, it meant something. So I said, okay, yeah, I'll go. My wife was into it. She's like, yeah, you got to go. You got to do this. So I was like, okay, I feel good. Everyone feels okay. I feel okay. I kind of made my statement. I'll, I'll get, I'll give it a go. I'll do it. So I email them back and say, okay, cool. Yeah, thank you. I'll go. And then they, in the post, like a week later, um, we called it post in the mail, got okay, the, got, got this, <laughs> the invitation um and it's crazy i mean the invitation <laughs> itself is insane like it's the most fanciest thing you um, kept it right i hope uh, yeah 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 I yeah, have yeah, it, yeah. yeah it's, it's like it's, it's yeah it's made to be commemorative like it's yeah. uh do, do you want me to get it i think it's in here if it's i mean if it's not too much trouble but of course don't don't hassle yourself conveniently it was just there um so this is what it looks like um so is that heavy duty cardstock right yeah this is really it's like heavy card and all of this is like raised and embossed um and it's just really cool i mean it's a it says like coronation of their majesties king charles iii and queen camilla by command of the king the earl marshal was directed to invite 
Simon Jackson Turner, to be present at the Abbey Church of Westminster on the 6th day of May 2023. So it's like, it's really cool. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. From that moment, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be pretty cool, like pretty swanky. And uh, (laughs) what's funny is after the coronation, when I got home, there was a street party like in my street um, of like sort of the gen like our parents generation and up and i i was like talking to our neighbors and i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna show off and be like oh yeah i was just there um but my wife was like oh yeah simon was just there um i'll get the invitation and she brought it out and when she like brought this out it was insane like they literally were speechless and were like holding it all <laughs> like yeah and i was just like yeah it's cool you know it's just they emailed me in my junk mail what can i say <laughs> um yeah but but to to get there was a whole thing as well so like as you know i don't live far from london um at all it's like 20 20 minute uh train journey but to get there i had to leave my house at like four in the morning because there were like millions of people in london just to stand like outside it you know in Westminster and near yeah. the Abbey and whatever yeah. so I like had my suit on and was disgruntled to have to wake up that early and <laughs> got in <laughs> I had to go on my own as well because it's just like an invitation for me you can't you don't have any plus ones or anything uh and I get there and you have to go through security it's like crazy security to get through um because there's all like you know your world leaders and the royal oh, family yeah. and all of that stuff lionel richie's gonna be there you gotta, you gotta get the like, security you, got, you have to go through security <laughs> right uh and so i get there get through and uh, so it took hours and then when i get into i, I don't re- i don't know how the invitations work so i had that commemorative one and then you also just had like a little a5 piece of paper that was like your actual ticket and i just figured all the tickets are the same you know you just go in and you just sit wherever first come first served i don't know right but right. N- but but no, they're colours. They have different colours for each ticket. And the colour means you sit in like a different part of the abbey where it's at. And so I get in and I give my ticket and they like walk me to this place. And I'm like walking through and I'm like, wow, there's like the throne there. And there's like all all the cameras are everywhere and all this stuff. And I'm walking and I'm like, why are they? Why am I still walking? Like they keep walking, walking, walking <laughs> all the way to the back. And then to like a room on like the left. And so where this room, there's not, there's just a room like, and with a TV in it, like a big TV to watch the coronation from there. So it's like, you couldn't see, you can't see anything. You wouldn't see anyone walking in. And I was like in shock. I was in such shock. I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Like I woke up at four (laughs) in the morning. That's the thing I was most upset about. Of course. Yes, and also my parents and people mm-hmm. like want to. I I hadn't told anybody. The only people I'd told were my parents and my wife. That was it. I didn't want to tell anyone. Didn't want to yeah. make it a big deal or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. but I was like, oh, this is bullshit. So I literally sat down for five seconds and was like, no, 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 no. I I gotta just I gotta go for this. Like I'm only gonna be here once. So it was still quite early. So people were like coming in, but it wasn't filled up. So there, but there were like security people everywhere that were like wardening you to where you were. And I just thought, just look it, look important and look like you know where you're going. So I pretended to be on my phone, like talking on my phone and just walked past the security person and just walked to what I thought was the middle and 
went to sit down just in an empty seat and just thought fuck it just gonna sit as close as i can and then i kind of looked up to see where i was and i was like next to the throne (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i can't sit here i can't sit here because i'm gonna get i'm gonna get moved um so i just shuffled like a couple rows down and sat down and then I looked and I thought, okay, I'm pretty close now, I think. And then I looked at where I was sat and it said it was reserved for all the MPs. And so the MPs here are all the politicians, like literally like like where the prime minister is going to sit and all of this stuff. And I thought, <laughs> I can't sit here. So I went like one more row over and I thought, okay, it seems cool. I kind of just sat, I think I sat in like the third row. Where I was sat was the third row of where like the the red carpet is. So I was like, so this is where everyone's gonna walk in. Like, was where the king's gonna walk in. Where all the everybody. I was like, this would be dope. So I sat down and I was just absolutely shitting myself. Like I was like, yeah, so hot, sweating. I was like, someone's just gonna tap me on the shoulder, and they're not only gonna ask me the move, they're gonna chuck me out. Um, right, right. And so I was like, they had like a big a4 program that has all of like the hymns in it and everything so i was just like pretending to read this and then these guys sort of that were in the middle were like oh let's go sit over there and they just he said the guy just said to me oh do you mind if we sit with you and i was like yeah yeah yeah." thinking great sit down because then i can blend in with you (laughs) and as he sat down i kind of like recognized him but i didn't know what from and so I'm just sat for a minute and they're talking next to me. So I'm listening to what they're saying because, hey, right. I can't have nothing else I can be doing. Right. And they're talking. This guy's talking about, yeah, you know, I've been training for this thing. And, you know, the next the next thing. And then the other guy's like, what's the next show you're doing? He's like, oh, actually doing the O2 soon, which is like our massive arena in London. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. And so I sort of looked to see who it was. And it was Dynamo. Do you know Dynamo? I don't. He's basically he's the British version of David Blaine. He's a really famous magician that does stuff Whoa. like he does stuff that like Houdini does, and you know okay. locks gets locked in underwater and things and that kind of thing. Next, so that he's like one person down from me, but the person sat next to me, I later find out, like a, you know a, few, a little bit later, is the lead singer of the Stereophonics. Which, Whoa! Like Kelly, Kelly, you know Stereophonics, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. they had a they had a song in One Tree Hill. Uh, they've in the UK, I think they've had like eight platinum albums. Like they, he just like two days afterwards, he was headlining with Coldplay. You know, it's like it's like ro- like super like rock sort of rock star royalty in the UK too. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about how they'd been papped on the way in and this kind of stuff, and and so I was like, I got a. I gotta get involved in this. This is like I've now I've stolen someone's seat. I'm sat in front of celebrity, like with celebrities. And then I just at one point, like ten minutes in, just to get the conversation going, I was just like, "Crazy day, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> not them not knowing I've just stolen this seat, and they're like, right. "Yeah," and they're, they're like, "What are you here for?" And I said, "Oh, you know, you know, basketball and this that, and the other." And I was like, "What are you here for?" And right, like, right. Yeah, so, and so then we, I then sat, spoke with them for three hours. Um, oh my god! Yeah, it was crazy. I didn't know at the time that they'd had they because they had one of the like prolific songs in One Tree Hill in season two or season one. If I'd known that, I would have like been like, "Hey, I'm gonna have to interview you real quick." Right. Um, 
They right. were so he he they were so nice. I got on I was spoke more to the stereophonics guy. He was so nice. He was talking to me about his recording process and all this and was talking about his kids and talking about about my son and just all of it was really like wow as like a celebrity interaction it's i i don't think i could ever beat it like i sat and yeah. just spoke to him for like three hours for the whole thing and then at the at, i mean i'll get to the ceremony a bit but at the end people started coming up and asking him they like people were like swarming to ask them for selfies and stuff and i was like i should really ask to take a picture just to like to cement this but i didn't want to because we'd had like a really cool interaction yeah. and then uh just as we were about to leave he turned to me and said hey we should really take a picture um like he asked me to take the picture and like but i think he was doing it for me like knowing that this is that's so nice <laughs> yeah and so then he took my phone and was like dynamo take the picture gave it to dynamo and then dynamo again these are like really famous people in the uk we just took the pictures so one of them is on that instagram thing yes as well. that's the selfie before lionel yeah yeah so that's dynamo and kelly Got jones it. i was wondering i'm like am i just missing on who these two are but wow right and so then after i don't know the half an hour where everything else was filling up uh, like the rest of the abbey i was like i think i'm safe now like when the ceremony started but then yeah the celebrities were everywhere so then opposite me on the other side was lionel richie uh there was stephen fry katie perry well do you know the big thing about katie perry was that she couldn't find a seat for like an hour and a half no and so my parents my parents were like everyone was saying it's because i stole her seat <laughs> but she couldn't find a seat so i mean potentially i stole her seat that's you why probably you probably did steal her seat but she i mean she was there and uh emma thompson mm-hmm. uh, the actress they're like she was like right in front of me loads wow. of people and then obviously the most famous people were the people that walked past so you had like you know prime ministers and presidents and things and you had and then you had harry and the whole harry thing was i mean this was like i mean it's always at the peak but this was like the peak of him doing all the documentaries and everything yeah yeah and is is he gonna go is he not and all of that and then william and kate the crazy thing about them was uh William and Kate as they were walking back and imagine how much pressure this is you've got like literally yeah. a billion people watching you on TV I could see their jaws like clenching like in and out in and out as they're like walking it, was, it actually made me feel a bit sorry for them oh, I was like wow. this is a lot and then when and then when Charles came down it was crazy it was like an inverted Mexican wave like everybody bowed and curtsied not me. I kept it cool. I kept it right. real. I was like, no thanks, Charles. But now every it was crazy. Everybody, I'd never seen anything like it. And he had like in like the like program, it had about his crown that he was wearing, and it's had all of the diamonds. Like that crown is worth like a billion pounds or something. No exaggeration. And yeah. All of the stuff. And as he was walking through, they had you know orchestra and organs and everything. I was pretty swept up in it. Like it was the most surreal is the best way to put it. It was literally the most surreal thing I've ever seen because like it was like being in a movie with a movie score on the top of it. The king's coming down like a billion pounds worth of stuff on him. Everybody was just speechless and bowing, and it was crazy, absolutely crazy. And then he went in 
they did their thing went on forever the prime minister gave a speech um and he was literally sat behind me like where he gave the speech and so because of that i was and because i was sat with the celebrities i was on tv like my face like that shot there um Mm -hmm. one of the shots i put in it was my friend because none of my friends knew and so i got all these (laughs) video my phone was blowing up and my videos being like what the fuck is simon doing on tv like what are you doing? You're sat next to Kenny Jones. Like, what the hell? And uh, cause, so, because the, they kept going back to them. I even had, I had like people in America messaging me, being like, just saw you on TV and oh all this, like God. people what, what, people at work and stuff. Um, so the, the thing of moving seats is yes. literally like the, my mum instantly was like, I would have done that. I would have done that. Like so many people were like, that's exactly what I would have done. And so many other people were like, I can't believe you did that. I would never have done it. It would have just stayed still. But that literally is like, I kind of feel like I have that story for life. Not this long version, just the version of I stole Katy Perry's seat and sat and sat at the front of the coronation. Um, and then at the end, the Lionel Richie thing was at the end, I, everyone was taking selfies with him, like swarming him. And these are all other celebrities was going storming for him to get the, the selfies and stuff. And I went to go and do it. I thought, well, I'm here. I might as well. That is really not my vibe. Like I, as much sure. as we do all this podcasting stuff, I like podcasting to have the conversation. I don't want to do all of the putting the camera in people's faces um i walked out i didn't get the selfie i thought just let it go um and i walked out and i called effany uh my wife and was saying yeah this has been crazy because i couldn't tell anyone that i'd like stolen this seat or anything because my mum was messaging me during it being like oh my god i can't believe they gave you a seat right at the front (laughs) like well not really but then when i came out i thought I, i was just walking out and I turned behind me and Lionel Richie was just stood behind me and somebody on his own and somebody and the sort of the swarm of people had gone and somebody said, oh, I'm so glad I got a picture with you, Lionel. And I just sort of turned as he was on my shoulder and I just said, I'm a really big fan. I've got to ask. And he was like, of course, man, of course. And he just kind of put his arm around me and just took the picture and then just walked out. And I was literally like on cloud nine from this. Like it wouldn't have been it would have been a f- cool thing sure but if i hadn't moved if i'd stayed in that room i w- it was the experience of being like in it right in the heart of it and being and kind of that feeling of being somewhere you're not supposed to be this sort of sordid secret of yeah. being yeah. at the front and that's it so that's and then i went wow. home and then there we go wow and it's also just being by yourself and mm. kind of storing that like you're doing a little mischief by yourself and I love that because you honestly if it were me I probably wouldn't have moved because I'm a scaredy cat so I really I know this is like a lesson just go for it but also I would have been shit in my pants too afraid that they would kick me out I mean yeah how long was security to go through uh maybe about an hour it wasn't too bad it was like going through an airport security oh okay people were wearing like so i would just wore a suit yeah um but people there so i must have been one of the youngest people there by far most people were way older like in like i because they made a point of saying that for this coronation they were going to invite the people on the honors list 
it was like a giving back. It's probably just trying to be like a good PR thing, honestly. Yeah. But it was yeah. like let's let's we want the people in there to be the people that have like won these awards or whatever or declined them, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and so there were loads of people in there that were like had loads of medals on their chest or had like uh you know like the tails on their mm-hmm. um suits or had like canes with like diamonds and shit in it and like all this stuff and i was just there just wearing a normal suit like i actually felt kind of underdressed mm. in like the best suit that i had <laughs> like the mm-hmm. smartest i could be didn't quite feel enough right right and how long was the ceremony in total oh man it was long i think it was about three and a half maybe even four hours because we had to wait you had to sit in there for ages before it even started and um and then yeah it was really long and you couldn't leave either like you couldn't leave to go to the bathroom there was no water there was nothing to eat or anything so that's what we were talking about the whole time. We was like, I'm so hungry. Right, like, thirsty. Right. You can't check your phone either, really, because the cameras were, like, on you all of the yeah. time. And so uh, you kind of had to just look alert. <laughs> so right. it, was, it was exhausting, but it was, like, adrenaline feeling. For me, anyway, they were probably just bored because this is, like, an everyday... Well, I don't think that... They were all saying that as well. They were saying that this is a really surreal thing. So I think there is some sort of there was some sort of majesticness to being yeah. there. Wow. I'm so well, I'm just honored but also just so happy you shared this story. <laughs> <laughs> and this yeah, is anytime. so much better than you like sending a text and just being like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> this is how this happened." Like hearing it and the detail is amazing. So I really thank you, Simon. No, thank you. I hope it doesn't sound too like egotistical or arrogant or anything. Like it's uh yeah, I, I, I really appreciate it for a unique experience and something that will never happen again. Like as in, I think my award-winning days are behind me now. Um, I'm more constantly scared that my career is going to get ruined by podcasting, if anything. <laughs> right, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. It's so no, true. It's, it's good. It was, it was, uh, it was great to, to share it. So, yeah, thank you. Wow, thanks, Simon. Uh, before we wrap up, I want you to tell everyone, I mean, I'm going to link all your stuff, but what you're working on, where they can find you, what's up and coming for the Ravens and yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, yeah, the Ravens podcast, Ravens movie and TV podcast. You can find it on all podcast platforms. Me and my best friend Dom are watching One Tree Hill. We're just going into season seven now. He's never seen it before. We do live watch alongs each week on Zoom with our Ravens community and then podcast it with one of our Patreon members. And so, yeah, we're in the craziness of season seven, but we're also working our way through uh, movies as well. So we focus a lot on 90s movies, but we also do, you know, newer stuff and older stuff. And so, yeah, so it's good. It's good times. And we're going to be doing uh love actually are we allowed to say that yes love actually with you soon on your movie friends yeah i'm so excited to have you guys on actually i was talking to seth earlier and he's like i hope i don't embarrass you (laughs) in front of dom and simon i was like how how would you embarrass me and he was like what if i said you know i made fun of england and i was like they are they're fine (laughs) (laughs) we make fun of it you make fun of it too right it's It's like it's gonna be great Seth's never seen Love Actually, so 
I wow. have a feeling he's probably not going to like it. We'll <laughs> it's super British. It's yeah. Super British, so. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. But thank you again, Simon. This was a delight. And like I said at the top of the show, stay tuned. Hear our chat of when we all hung out. We went for a beautiful walk. And I asked Dom and Simon about um, some British things. So we're here on a walk oh. <laughs> with Simon's dog. Simon and Dom, an aunt, and me. This is a walk. We're, we're in Garden City. Well in Garden City, which someone once told me sounds like the Gardens of Babylon. But it's, what would you say, Dom? It's a post-World War II new city, but it's actually a town, right? Yes. It was constructed after World War II for, you know, families of troops to move in and live here. In 1945. Six, he knows more about there. it and he doesn't, wow. he doesn't live here. <laughs> we have a garden city by us, but I couldn't tell you anything about that. Okay, I have questions for you guys. This is what I've gathered so far of being in. Look, in my notes. Questions for Simon and Dom. Let's go. Okay, were roundabouts on your road test? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, uh, I mean, they're, they're just part of the road network, so... You don't specifically have to do something to pass going around a roundabout, but you just go around them. <laughs> well, what if yeah. you can't? What if you have a lot of trouble going around a roundabout and you miss the exit three times? Funny enough, if, you, if you're going to miss the exit and you do go around it a few times, I don't think you fail because you've just continued to go around. Yeah. So as long as you're indicating... And it's okay. safe. And it's safe, it's okay. I remember being taught you had to do it in second gear because that's the other thing here. We all have to learn shift. Um, well, we don't have to, but in our generation, oh, car yeah. coming, probably, probably shift. No, probably automatic. It's a, it's a Beamer. Now, all, all of our cars now are becoming automatic. But like Dom's, your car now is your first automatic car, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you so, like it? Yeah, it's all right. I, again, I was saying to Anne earlier, I phantom pressed the clutch pedal that uh, isn't there occasionally. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Okay, so staying with uh talking about driving speed cameras where are they and are they actually serious uh, because we saw signs and i'm like but where is it right so this is an interesting one on the motorway there'll be a speed camera sign every probably every junction yeah so or every i don't know what you call a junction yeah junction. junction oh there what do you call it in this uh, exit highway exit? yeah oh, every exit yeah there'll be a sign uh-huh but you can see the cameras on the site. They're like a big yellow I box. I saw some of those. Yeah. So if you see the big yellow box, that's the actual camera. So you've got to slow down for those. We're going to walk past one in a minute. There's one in, in my house. Yeah. I feel like we saw those we, signs more than we saw we the box. We definitely saw more signs than boxes. That's, yeah. that's or, it, or if, if you see the, um, the lines on the road, so you'll get kind of um, like markers on the road, oh. but they're only about sort of three meters long in terms of the markers, like the two lengths of a car, basically, huh. which is longer than three meters. Well, I slowed down every time because I was like, I don't want to get surprised by some sort of ticket. <laughs> yeah. I got a letter recently saying I was wanted by Essex police. Essex is the county over because- You were wanted? Yeah, wanted <laughs> to, to pay a fine. Oh. Um, because I've got a speeding ticket visiting my parents. Um, Wow. Which is the first time I've never got one before in like how long have we been driving? Long, almost twenty years. Yeah, nearly twenty years. Um, but the ones on the motorway, I don't. They don't get you unless you're going really fast. Like as in our speed limit is seventy, but I think if you're going right, like you can do a, 
about 10% over the limit and be all right. Can you get a picture of this situation? And thank God. Thank goodness. Yeah, about 10%. And do vertical too. Okay. Do you guys learn, did you learn American literature in school? No. Steinbeck. Oh, okay. Really? Of Mice and Men, yeah. O-T-H. Oh. Yeah. Because I was, what were we watching? I think we were watching Gilmore Girls. And Ant hates Gilmore. Well, Ant hates no, Lorelai. I, I hate Lorelai. Right. Anyway. And so, podcasts. <laughs> teenage dramas. Yes. He hates it all. He hates it all. No, he doesn't hate it all. <laughs> I just hate um, yeah, you hate Keith. <laughs> he yeah. hates well, Keith. Um, <laughs> but, but they were, I was like, I wonder if they learn about American literature. We learn about Shakespeare and all the other Maybe I don't remember. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Several others. There, there's other ones as well, but yeah, I can't name any. But Steinbeck is one that we Steinbeck get. Steinbeck is one. We do quite a lot. Okay. It's possible that I did do it. Car. Uh, Dom and I went to different schools, and I can't remember. Okay, that's okay. Okay, so when you guys are traveling, do you say you're from the UK or do you say you're from England, or is it like? I'm from New York, and then I'm from Long Island. Is it like UK, England? It's England, UK. England, UK? Yeah, I'm from England, but England is in the UK. Right, did I say that back? Okay. No, I, I, but that's, I, that's yeah. how he says it. But yeah. I never say, I always, if anyone ever asks, I'd say from the UK. I never say England. And if they say oh, where, I'd always say just outside London, because no one knows oh, well, Hertfordshire, right? Yeah. And I think UK sounds nicer than England. Right, and so UK, because we were reading about this, UK's country and England, con- no. Other way around. So England is a country, country, UK is a collection of countries within the United Kingdom, which is what UK is. Cool. And then it gets more confusing because we're also part of Europe, but we're not part of the EU anymore. That's, well, <laughs> I said that, I was like, Europe, and Anne's like, well, no, 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 not... So as a continent. As right, as a continent. Right. That's what I was like. I was like, continents only aren't even things, really. Continents is a really abstract con- concept. Like, what's a continent? You know, that's yeah. that's a whole... Th- it's, uh, anyway, that's a different yeah. different thing. But yeah. That's okay. why I was like, forget continents. They're, they're, it's bullshit. I'm like, no, I'm just speaking of, like, school purposes. There are con... That's... No, they, they try to teach you stuff, but it's just like these land masses that have well, nothing to do with geography. And they do, though. I, I mean, geography right. as like a concept, but not like uh, borders. I mean, the, the UK, for an example, is made up of England, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. Yes, yes, I did know that. But Great Britain is made up of England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland, and Ireland. Yeah, but we also have Team GB. So, like when we, so some sports, it's Team Great Britain, but other sports, it's England. Yeah. yeah, but it's never like a Europe. Like, so it's never like a. That's always, and we're the mo- we're the least European country in Europe. I would say, right? When you go to other European countries, there there's some more crossover. So, say like for example, uh, like Hungary, Slovakia, Poland, um, Czech Republic. Are yeah. their, their their languages are different, but have a bit of crossover to it. So a bit like how Spanish and Portuguese, mm, I mm-hmm. assume, Dom, you could speak better to that, I'm sure, have some crossover to it. Um, so there's some cultural things that are a bit more in sync. Oh, we really have to go. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but the UK is very much like separate, yeah. um, and that's kind of sad, really, because that's what all this Brexit stuff is right. kind of fueled by. Right. I mean, it's mostly that. So with it, even within the UK, 
all the countries in the UK hate England. Yeah. So like Scotland hates us, Wales hates us, yeah. Northern Ireland pretty much hates us. So Scotland has been trying to be separate from us for so <laughs> long. Yeah, a lot of Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. We we met a sweet older couple when we were in the Cotswolds. They were from Wales, and they said their speed limit was just changed to twenty miles per hour. Yeah, or yeah. on like local roads and stuff. Yeah, yeah, local roads, which is like absurdly slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you <laughs> how do you read the price at your gas slash petroleum? petrol station do you know i always find that confusing <laughs> dom because it'll be like 156 yeah, like, what is this yeah so like it'll be per liter so it's wait it'll be one pound 56 per liter oh, okay oh i'm like 156 like a spot that like it, there's no decibel first of all yeah and i was like what is yeah. this number the, yeah. the lack of decibel is frustrating yeah but yeah, yeah. Okay. when you i was like there should be a decibel because like that would make sense per liter i knew it was per liter it was like 156 what? It, it's, it's pence per litre. Pence, okay. I sort of wondered if it was pence. pennies in a pound, you know, usual thing. So it's, yeah, it will be £1.56 per litre. Got it. Okay. Probably almost doubled in price. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. All right, my last question. I have a lot of, uh, seems, driving vehicle questions. Do you have vanity license plates? We have what's called private license plates. So... You can pay and have a mixture of letters and numbers that you choose yeah, okay. uh, to spell out like your name or your pet's name or whatever. Right, right. And then the more close to what it actually is, the more expensive it would be. You know, so like if I had tried to get one with Luna on it for my, my dog, if it was actually spelled out with the letters, it would be like thousands upon thousands. And then people would do things with like numbers, like a seven for a... Yeah. I don't know, a T or something and that kind of thing. Three is always E, isn't it? Right, there you go. Right. Yeah, that so kind of thing. Wow. Well, that's all my questions for you guys. <laughs> and we're, we're getting to a road, so this is like a good time to stop. Thank you. Listen to Ravens. Yeah, thank you. Go Ravens! Woo! Ravens! This has been a Total Betty podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio, music by Anthony Vacora. You're a Total Betty.